Don't touch me. <laughs> and with that, we begin. Don't touch your elders. <laughs> Welcome back. Six pack Lapidat. And this time, we actually got Randy Cook back with us for King of the Lifts. Randy, where the hell are you been to? Hiding, working, what's life. His, what's his name? Yeah. <laughs> what's his name? There's, there's no, no. Tall, dark, and handsome. What's his name? <laughs> No, what? No. It's nice to be back. And you were saying, um, because you're working like a son of a bitch, right? And you're in Belleville. Belleville. And Ontario. you're saying the gyms out there? The gyms out there fucking suck. Were shite. Yeah. They were shite. You didn't yeah. fancy them. No. So what, what was, is it, was it World Gym that you said you're not allowed over four plates? Yeah, the World Gym out there, they have signs posted you can't go four plates on anything. So, so you're still able to max out unless you're less. Basically, <laughs> I mean, I don't go over two plates anyway, so it's it's a good day. Or if you're doing the Taylor Atwood, uh, two plates for reps of twenty. Remember when he was on there? Yeah. And he said he was injured. He could just do two plates, and he'd fucking rep the shit out of it. And that was his training for the World Championship. Yeah, two twenty-five for sets of yeah. fifty. Yeah, for sets of <laughs> something crazy like that. But um, yeah, so I thought World's Gym was um, like like a real gym, like a grimy. Well, gym. this is, this one here is more of a. It's kind of like the, the Good Life knockoffs, you know what I mean? The smaller yeah. gyms, like the Fit for Life gyms, you yeah, know, it's, yeah, it's yeah, a smaller yeah. one. So their equipment, I don't think is really built or designed to handle. Like it's pretty lightweight stuff. I'm not, I'm not you know what I mean? Like it's the gym, that gym itself is only like, I think it's like $12 a month or something to go to it. Most of them are now though. Yeah. Most of them are like 12, 10 to 15 bucks a month. But the equipment is shit. Yeah. But like, didn't you say they had a... A sign saying we don't want powerlifters. It's it based on there. They're not welcoming powerlifters in there because they, they, I don't know their equipment. Their equipment they got the cheapest of shit, man. Like it's gonna get bent, broken. Like yeah. you get guys in there doing rack pulls or smashing deads or yeah, whatever yeah, else yeah. or dropping any weights, like stepping out from them. But it's a that's a generalization of what a powerlifter is, though. I think that's they just look at anybody who's gonna move big weights, and it's not generally the powerlifters that are dropping the weights and fucking doing that shit anyway so and then the total opposite you said the other gym you went to out there the, the good life has nice equipment and stuff but it's the juice pig city juice pig city it's and not the uh like there's different juice not all juice pigs are the same obviously but this is the gym bro juice pig who is trying to prove something trying yeah. to be loud as fuck these aren't like power lifters who are like all right whatever it is whatever no it's, it's just every every day's arm day and, and shoulder raises like it's it's yeah it's normal Absolutely horrible. And you were saying um, the one dude uh, with the oh the guy one the guy, kid was in there mid twenties or whatever and he was in there squatting and his 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 spotter was was carrying the load by the second rep he was he the kid went for four oh five for eight and he, the kid actually looked like he had decent form and stuff but he might have been able to do two reps and his spotter by the fifth rep was just panting trying to lift him up like he was. He was literally taking like two. He's like super squatting. Oh, he, was, he was taking two to three deep breaths and bracing <laughs> before he went into. Before when the you're the spotter, you're... Well, it let's go. It wasn't a spot. It was. It was. It was a, a team it, effort. It was a Heimlich maneuver. Like it was, he was uh, just squeezing. What do they call those? Tant it was a tantum squat. Yeah. Yeah. Is what it was. With and that then, being said, that's how you like me to squat you. Though, yeah, right? it is nice generally. Time. Generally. <laughs> deeper, deeper the better. Deeper. How's that? It was good. It was good. Was it good for you? It was good for me. Felt deep. No shit. See, when you go around from gym to gym, you see all types. Like, it's crazy. Some gyms you have, like, like you walk in there and the vibe's totally different. And this is probably why, like, that meathead gym you, you're describing right now 
is probably why the other gyms like we don't want meatheads like that. And if they're in the same city, that's what they picture as meatheads like that. Or like, but there's other like places like here when we go to the gym, you got powerlifters smashing weights and all different federations, and nobody's like meatheadish. Well, it's just one of them gyms where you walk in there and you want to start slapping people because it's so loud. Like, it's just people screaming and grunting. And, and the, you look around, they're not really doing anything impressive. It's just drawing yeah. attention to the to the strainer they're wearing. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. that's, it's, it's, I hate it. I can't stand that gym. No chalk. Bars are, I swear to God, polished chrome. Like, there's not a bit of knurling on there. You couldn't, you couldn't scratch yourself with that bar if you tried. There's no yeah. way you're going to split skin with it. Yeah. But so you can't dead. No, you can't. You, you're in there. Even squatting would be tough if you can't grab your shirt at all. Well, no center knurling. And like I said, polished. I've never seen a bar that slips off my back. Like I, And I am the most unflexible guy in the world. So when something braces in there, it's usually stuck. You're like, um, when you're prepping for a meet. I'm like a broken T-Rex. No, you're like concrete that's about to harden. Yeah. And if you don't, even when you're deloading before a meet, you have to keep doing stuff. Because if you don't for a week, that concrete's hard. Yeah. I've never seen, I've, I've, I've never put a bar on my back that I can't, like, get it jammed in there and it just slips straight down my back. Like, it's, just, it's all wrist. It's yeah. all you're carrying. That sucks. Yeah, it's brutal. And then, like I said, they're right there to be the, the, the chop Nazis. Like, they're just not letting you have anything to do with it. The chop Gustavo? Yeah. Secret SS? Yeah. Chalk SS? No chalk for you. Come back one week. <laughs> yeah. Like, come back to the back. I want to talk to you for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and you never come back. Yeah, it's a horrible gym. <laughs> And what's the name of that gym? That was a good life. See, good life, because good life in Guelph, we got powerlifting good lives. Like, so, well, here's a they, weird, they here, vary. So, they're not like McDonald's. Here's the weird part about that gym is, they, is they put in a really nice Alico squat rack. They put in a nice, really nice Alico weights, like you know, calibrated weights. They put in a nice um, deadlift platform, all Alico. Like it's beautiful equipment, and then they give you a fucking shiny toothpick to fucking lift with. Like, it's, it's horrible. So you basically got to buy your own bar, bring it, but then you can't they, use they chalk. Won't, they won't, that's the thing. I asked them, can I bring my bar here? And they said no. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Why wouldn't they? I don't know. Hmm. That's interesting, sir. It's not interesting. It sucks. <laughs> that's interesting. So today we got uh, Luke Richardson. Fucking born in 97, I'm interested in, I thought he was a teenager still, but that wouldn't, unless, does it depend when he's born in 97, or no? No, no he's, he's 97, he'd be, he'd be 21 in this year at some yeah. point. But anyways, 960 kilo total, um, and he came in second overall in terms of the uh, best lifters, and definitely got to watch. His deadlift is the big one, though. 370 kilo dead and missed 377.5. He's in, I believe, Ray pulled what? Three. I got the answer in front of me. I think it was, was it 398? If I'm not mistaken. 0.5. 398.5. So fuck. Yeah, I mean, he's got a little ways, but. So, what are you saying? So, going by that, he would have, if Luke had a, went in the open this year, he would have played third. Yeah, he would have got a bronze medal. Yeah, he's dude, and he's a kid, and he would have got a bronze. He would have been on the podium. I mean, his he's his his Wilkes is uh, five hundred and thirty six. So here's my question though. There's there's one thing that's been lingering about this on the one twenties. Not to take away from Luke right now is, is where's Jezza? Um, I don't know. Because all of a sudden, you know, he, he finally posted something here recently, and yeah. I laughed pretty hard when I seen actually Kelly Branton's comment on yeah. there. It says the three times a year he, this guy finds Wi-Fi. He yeah, posts he the Wi-Fi signal and goes, I'm posting. <laughs> yeah. I'm posting. Three times a year. So is, 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 
because it was I wanted to I really wanted to see Jez and Ray go on this yeah. one here. Um, and even Kelly said he missed having Jezza there this year. Like they wanted the thing to see is, it. The thing is, they were calling so hard for squat depth this year, um, and it was on the. It was like you know, fair. I think it was fair and stern. Um, you know, we could argue both. Like they were borderline squats that they weren't passing. Could have went either way. Like I think it was fair and stern. But um, Jezza's really tough to call because he's so huge and. But I'll tell you something, is that he's not one that usually gets called for it. When you watch he his list... He did in Belarus, though. He did in Belarus, but... But his soft knees, I think they're saying. Yeah, like, they, 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 I don't think it was depth, because, yeah. I mean, that guy, is, he's one of the few that... Fuck, he's got a 900-pound front squad. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, he yeah. Hit, most of the time when I see his things for being the super heavy, his are not ones that I question. Like, he's yeah. actually closer than I think most of them are. And people, like you said, you can argue either way, but a lot of people were talking about how these super heavies, you know... They can bottom out and still not. To me, it's still not an excuse. Well, it's, no, it's you, can't a rule. a, you can't change a rule. A rule's a, a rule's a rule. If you have to lose a few pounds to, to do that, then yeah, you got to do. You got to do what you got to do, right? You can't can't say just because they bottomed out that's depth. The the thing with them is it's tough because because they're so huge and then their fucking quad comes up from the knee and then their hip sinks in and then their stomach and torso. So the quad hits the stomach and torso. Then the hip is buried somewhere in there. And then, you know, so it's really hard to tell. Like, you've got to, like, sometimes the judges, it's like, man, you've got to get up and swing around to the side and look directly on the side to see. And 100%. I'm not disagreeing, like, how they angle it and how they look at it and everything else. And th there's nothing worse than when someone posts a video from a front and says, do you think I hit depth? Yeah. Fuck, nobody knows if you hit yeah. depth from the yeah. front. And if you're going to call it that way, I'm just going to say no, because it doesn't look like you hit depth yeah. if it's from the front. Like, mm -hmm. it's the side ones that are going to tell you. And yeah. those judges, you're right, they have a hard, hard as fuck time trying to figure that one out because it's from the side. It kills me when they don't fucking get up and readjust, though. When they're just like, yeah, I'm sitting where I'm sitting, I'll lean and take a look. Fair enough. Like, and I'm not saying they did that at the Worlds. Um, I think at Worlds they're pretty like, solid on. But I think sometimes you see in meets dudes that just lean and be like, eh. It's like, man, get up, move around, like, take a good angle on it. I really wanted to see Jezza, because Jezza's total, last total was only, I believe, 12 and a half or 14 kilos off, off, Ray. off Ray's total yeah. at Nats. And yeah, if Ray, if Ray fucks up and misses some squats, put it this way, that day when Ray missed a bunch of squats, uh, he only got one squat. If Jezza went three for three, that could have been a different day. And Jezza's day, Jezza had a really good one in, in Oceana when mm -hmm. he did it. Um... It looked like there was a lot more in each one of his lips, especially his dead. It looked like there was a fuck of a lot more left on that thing to pull. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, just in the super heavyweights, and it's nothing against Ray. I just, I really want to see Ray get challenged. Like, yeah. I, I want to well, see... everyone him. does, man. Yeah. You, you don't want, like, even Ray does. He's a stand-up. He's a stand-up athlete. And even if some people are challenging him on different lifts, it's only going to make Ray better. Like, yeah. you had Jezza challenged him on squats. You had Kelly challenging him on bench. Mm -hmm. Now you got the kid, Luke, who's going to be challenging him on, on dance, yeah. right? But Ray is an all-around athlete. Like, the most impressive thing this year to me was his bench. His bench fucking has grown a lot this year. His dad's big, too, man. Yeah, his dad, I mean, he's, he's pulling the biggest numbers in the, in the IPF right now. History, yeah. yeah. Uh, he'll, he'll take the dead into uh, the 400 kilo, I'm sure. Good segue there with our man, Luke. In terms of who is going to challenge him, let's fucking shoot this kid. Quick message. So we got Luke Richardson. Fresh off the big uh, W at the IPF Junior World Championships. How you doing, Luke? Yeah, yeah, I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no worries, no worries. So, how has it been since you came back to the from the World Championships? How was, like, the home crowd reacting to your big win? Was everyone watching oh, at yeah. home? 
Yeah, yeah, like every, everyone in GB obviously is uh, very happy and all my family and stuff and people from my local town, like I've definitely got um, kind of a lot more attention than I thought I'd get, which is quite cool, but yeah, just back to it, back to training, so got to get better, got to get stronger, you know. <laughs> That's right. So how did you start powerlifting? I was talking to you earlier, I mean, you're obviously built for sports, so I'm assuming <clears> you played some sports before this. Yeah, yeah, so like growing up as a kid, I was kind of always interested in sports, like I'm the middle of three brothers, so like my, my family's always been really into sports, so like when I, I'm, like I say, I'm the middle of three brothers, so all the time growing up, like whenever we've been playing any sports, I've always been trying to beat them, whether it was like football, I don't know if it's called soccer, where, yeah, yeah, where yeah. you guys are, uh, but like, and then I started a... Uh, my actual kind of transition into getting kind of training and in the gym was uh, I used to do bouldering, which is like a kind of form of rock climbing that's like a lot more short and explosive. Okay. And that kind of required me to start going to the gym when I was about, you know, 14 years old. And I, I took that really seriously, you know, like I'd go, I'd go down to the climbing wall on a night, like five times a week for <laughs> four or five hours, like Holy when I was 14 years shit. old. Yeah. So always been into training and like it kind of took off from there like when I started going to the gym and I was like oh yeah like I quite like this stuff and I'm pretty strong so yeah yeah no kidding so are your brothers also big dudes athletic and strong too uh, they're not big but they're athletic and strong like um, I'd, like they're just smaller stature to me like I'm I'm six foot three and my brothers are both like five nine so god damn it I feel, that's like yeah. me and my brother man I'm five foot nine he's <laughs> six one and a half I'm like son of a bitch and yeah, but, you know, for, like six seven. Yeah, but you know, for, for for the kind of sizes that they both are, like they both like I say, they're both they're both really light as well. But they don't they don't, they train they train kind of not obviously not as seriously as me, but they're quite strong for like the size. They're both like about eighty kilos or something like that. Yeah. So, really, yeah. do they power lift? Uh, yeah, a little bit. My little brother started coming uh, to the shed where I train. Like he's after, uh, off the back end of IPF Worlds, like when I won it. So yeah. maybe I've inspired him to come yeah. and start as well. He's <laughs> like, I got to cover some ground here. Now you have an older brother. Then is he like the one who's five nine, ninety kilo? Uh, well, they're both pretty much the same size, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. And what uh, about when you guys were young? Did you guys used to scrap it out like brothers do? Uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> and when did that tide stop? Pretty, um, a little quite earlier. Soon, but, quite but, early, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, let's, let's use diplomacy now, Luke. Let's, yeah. let's, we're better than that now. Let's use our words. Let's, yeah. let's negotiate. No shit. <laughs> so uh, you started lifting weights. So where's, when you were like 14-ish, were you doing like squats, deads, and bench press? Or like what, what did your um, workout look like? I, I was kind of, I don't know, like I kind of, squat whenever I wanted because obviously since it wasn't uh, like climbing isn't very leg dominant you've just got to be able to like use your legs to say if you've got to do like a really big push like it's, it's basically a squat but like the strength for it wasn't really necessary yeah so I was kind of just like benching all the time and doing arms and upper body and back and stuff like that and it was only when because I was doing it in my school gym and we only had a Smith machine so like I couldn't really like deadlift and stuff like that but then I got my first proper gym membership when I was about 16 years old and that's when I started doing like you know all, all the big three yeah. yeah and how did you end up um finding powerlifting then um I don't know it was kind of a mixture of 
a few things really like in early days it was kind of I came I was like on YouTube and stuff like that like kind of every kid is and I came across like Elliot Hull's 5x5 so I started doing that and then like I was making like really really good progress and getting like quite strong so I was like oh okay so like and then I started running like your Candito's and all that stuff and I finished um, I finished a Candito cycle with like a few a few gym lifts that I did when I was about 17 um, and then my dad who's an air conditioning engineer was working at a guy's house who trained at this gym about 20 minutes down the road from me which is owned by uh, a lad called Darren Sadler who's the owner of the uh, Giants Live World Strongest Man Qualifying Tour oh no shit yeah so it's also it's also where Benny Magnuson lives um, what so he yeah, lives so, I didn't know he lives in in the UK yeah he, li- he lives about 15 minutes away from me I know him quite well I saw him in Morrison's last week we got chatting about IPF Worlds he was like I'm so proud of you Luke no <laughs> shit yeah, Whoa, yeah, yeah. listening I mean Benny's a deadlift god what did he pulled 460 was a 460 in, in a yeah. powerlifting meet no straps or anything like that on a yeah. powerlifting bar yeah, man. Just yeah then like it's amazing that he like, pulled that. Andy Bolton lives about 20 minutes away from me as well. And I know Andy oh, quite well as well, yeah, so. Who's another deadlift so, so that kind of funny, because that leads into something that I was wanting to know, is that are you are you staying in powerlifting, or are you going to lean into the strongman? Like, for your size and everything else, I was wondering from the day we started watching you, like, posting and stuff, I'm like, just where you're at, your background, everything like else, you, as if, if you're going to lean into that or stay with powerlifting. Because he's, he's your, your physique some of these other guys powerlifting super heavyweights, they're built like powerlifters because they're linear movements, they're, they'll be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it comes like yeah. running and tugging and pulling and whatever, stones and shit, your physique is like a strongman physique. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Like, I've got plans of kind of, I'm, I'm kind of playing the long game at the moment. Like, obviously, you know, the guys who are out there, um, they've kind of said, you know, hold off from doing strongman, don't go in it too early because you'll, have a early career basically do you know yeah. what I mean like people who go into strongman early tend to retire early as well like you look at guys like Big Z who like powerlifted in the IPF got yeah. like his static strength really through the roof and then transitioned over into strongman so that's kind of what I'm doing I'm gonna my plan is to powerlift in the in the IPF until I finish up in the juniors and then mm-hmm. yeah go all in into strongman try oh, and no. win world strongest man yeah so do, you, do you train with Benny and, and uh, Andy Bolton um, I used to, yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't anymore because I've moved on from that gym. I've got like my own place now. But uh, no, whenever, whenever I see him, I, I talk to him. Yeah, they're, they're brilliant guys as well. Like, just, just, yeah, really, really top guys. Yeah. So you have, you don't have plans to compete in the IPF in the Open? You're gonna stop after the juniors? No. No oh, shit, yeah. eh? I, I want to go make some money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's the, you, can't, you can't knock that. Yeah. I mean, in terms of the uh, the strongman. Cause they, so how does it work? You have to qualify one of the qualifiers to go to the world championships? Uh, yeah, so basically Giants Live, which is the brand that I was talking about earlier, Giants Live is kind of the shows, which is the official World Strongest Man qualifying tour. So they've got like Britain's Strongest Man, Europe's Strongest Man, the American Open, all of them Giants Live shows. Yeah. And basically, I think, it, I'm not sure how it works. I don't think it's like powerlifting where it's like, like it's in the USA where it's like, oh, the top guy goes. I think they kind of, pick the guys who they think will be like best suited to obviously go to World Strongest Man and performing well um, but yeah have it's you, definitely something I want to do in the future so. have you seen uh, have you ever met Andy or sorry Eddie Hall 
Yeah, 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 a few no. times, yeah. Damn, how do you meet all these guys? You got uh, connections. Well, basically, <laughs> along, along with uh, kind of knowing, you know, the guy who uh, owns the franchise. Like, when when I first started powerlifting, I hadn't even done a comp yet. And, you know, I had I had, Eddie, I, I had deadlift training sessions with Benny, Eddie Hall, Terry Holland, Whoa. Lauren Charley, yeah, so... And that's Obviously. a who's who of, of strongman that's right That's a there. who's who of fucking deadlifting. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. Even Lord Shalley is like European champion, uh, Britain's strongest man. Obviously, Eddie Hall is world's strongest man. Yeah. World record. Hat, hat four as well. Like, hat four has been over a few times. Oh. Uh, obviously, it, uh, I, I got to know someone who's probably my favorite. I got to know uh, Bill Kazmaier really well. Uh, and I kind of, I, I really kind of, gravitate towards Bill, he's, he's, he's fucking brilliant, like, yeah. I really, really like Bill, yeah. True story, when I, the very first year, I was commentating for the IPF World Championships, and um, I had not done any commentary at any level for, for powerlifting before, right, I just, like, totally jumped in, yeah. and day two of me commentating, they're like, we got a, we got a co-commentary for you, I was like, alright, who is it? They go, Bill Kazmaier. Like, get yeah. the fuck out of here. Bill Kazmaier, <laughs> day two. I'm like, this is crazy. Because obviously, yeah. like, he's a legend for sure. Um, yeah. so, so, you got, so how old are you right now? Uh, just turned 21. So you got a few years left that you're going to be in powerlifting. Two years left? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, about two, two and a half years, yeah. And so then, I'm finished up, yeah. What goals do you want um, to hit before you leave powerlifting then? Keep crushing his fucking records. That's yeah, what he's gonna do. Uh, yeah, well, um, kind of, kind of goals for myself. I think as I've kind of been lifting longer and you're like obviously lifting around the top guys. Like, I think that I've kind of strayed away from chasing, chasing like records and stuff like that. Like, I kind of just want to be as strong as I can possibly be, especially given that that's going to help me more. You know, when I go into strongman. So, yeah, I'm not sure what numbers. Yeah, because you know my progress isn't slowing down, so we'll see. I might I might go and compete in the open earlier. Like I have plans on doing that. So yeah, yeah. Because mm. because um, your total, we we're just talking before we had you on at nine seventy. You still would have hit the podium in the open. Like you still walk yeah. away with a. And then you're right close nine seventy. Obviously, that big thousand kilo total is nice to have. And then yeah. um, you're also not super far off of. The uh, like the deadlift record that Ray just put up three ninety eight point five. Yeah, that was easy though, wasn't it? <laughs> ah, yeah, it was, yeah, but it was. It's not without reason. I mean, you're brother. Oh no, no, definitely not. Yeah, I, th I, th I think that. Um, I think this the IPF world specifically was kind of the first comp where I think my deadlifts were really taking a hit because of my squat strength. Um, like before, when I wasn't squatting as big, like I could still go to comps and pull fine. But I think. You know, squatting 380 and then, like, you know, I, I, I pulled 375 in training, it was easy. So, you know, yeah. I was going with kind of 385 in mind, like maybe 393, like to be Ray's record. But, yeah. you know, I, I went out and maybe it was because, like, I knew I already won or along them lines. But yeah, 377, like, I just, like, my head went and I, like, nearly passed out and it was all just a bit. Like I was like yawning and stuff. Like it was, it was just hard. It was, I was yeah. so tired. So, is it? Is it that? See, um, a lot of times with the squat, you can grind out for another five kilos in the squat. You can be, it can be a whole lot, you know, more difficult. Use a lot more energy, and then by the time you get to the deadlift, it drops like 
way more kilos than the five kilos you picked up in the squat. So that's why it's yeah. weird how sometimes you got to kind of pick, okay, if I think I got for my squat, drop it by five kilo, and I'll be able to pull whatever the hell I got to pull. It's also the adrenaline of just being at, I mean, it's a full meat day. Like you're, yeah. you're, you're I mean, I'm, I'm sure you're vibrating yeah. the whole day. Like yeah. you're, you're pumped, you're ready, you're ready to go, and you're smashing through your training. Oh, yeah. Do you, do you amp yourself up or do you try to stay, stay calm as possible when you're out there? Um, it's kind of a thing like I woke up the morning of the comp, you know, and I woke up in the hotel and like, I just felt sick to my stomach. Like I was, cause obviously, you know, I, I did compete at Worlds last year and I came, I came second when I thought I was going to, I thought I was going to win it. Obviously it wasn't with a total as big, but yeah. And then I went down to like, I, I managed to put one meal away at breakfast and I went to another restaurant with my girlfriend to like try and eat some steak and mash and I just... I like ate it and then I was like, nah, I'm gonna have to time out. Went outside like where and I was no, thought I was gonna be like Yeah, I thought I was gonna be sick. Um which is why I tend to weigh in a bit light on comp day because I just cannot I just I, I do eat food, like I really try to eat food, but obviously just not the normal kind of to the normal extent. But yeah, yeah no, definitely I try to keep myself calm until I need to not be calm, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, is that just nerves that, that kick in that, that you can't eat? Uh, yeah, a little bit, you know. When 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 I did a British squad in March, the the day before that, even though I was only hitting some singles at like nine, it was still like nine forty five. So my singles at nine were going to break my total by thirty five kilos, my best total. Yeah. So like the night before that, I was like throwing up in the toilet and stuff. Oh, yeah, yes. like I was. Yeah. Is it just so? Do you think that's just pressure you put on yourself then? Pressure to perform, even because you had it in the bag, and still you feel this. Yeah, definitely. Like, I think it, it is just like a kind of self expectation that I have. Like, obviously, I mean, not not that it bothered me, but like, I, I was posting a lot of stuff on social media about how I was going to win, and I, I was never not going to win in my head. Like, it yeah. was it was a done it was a done deal. Like, but even still, like, it, you get to the stage and like it's like right shit, like it's go, <laughs> like it's go time now. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like all that fucking all that training, like busting your ass and like. Like I, I, I gave it absolutely everything yeah. for that comp. Like yeah. so obviously there was a lot riding on it. So and it meant a lot to me. Yeah. Because of like last year and everything else. So yeah, I think it's just like kind of like you say, the pressure I put on myself to perform. Yeah. Like, I wanna do well. Your situation's so. a little different with the gym you work out and the people around you too. Like I mean it's that that kind of pressure you're putting on yourself because you want to be with them one day. You know what I mean? You want to train with, or yeah. you want to train with, but you're going to compete with them. And having some of the the world's strongest men basically teaching you, like, are they? That's a different kind of level of 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 stress. Like, I are they imagine. watching your your world championships when you perform stuff? Do you think? Yeah, Benny watched the live stream. Yeah. Damn. That is pressure. Yeah, I guess you would kind of feel. So do yeah. you think like social media is like a yin and a yang, right? It's good, but on the same time, it can take you outside of your comfort zone. One of the things I was talking to Brett after Brett Gibbs had won, um, he kind of went a little bit silent on social media, which isn't really like him. And he said he started um, staying a lot true to his RPEs when he's training and uh, started getting a little more honed in, not lifting for Instagram. Because previously, like for instance, when he went against John Hack in 2016 and Colleen, Mm. I was I was helping run the IPF Instagram channel, and I would if if I seen John Hack do a set of eight, and I seen Brett Gibbs do a set of eight, I would splice both their sets side by side and be and like hype it up, and then be like, yeah, oh, yeah, these yeah. guys toe to toe, right? Well, um, of course, yeah, that, that yeah. makes it interesting, doesn't it? Yeah, but 
But um, he was saying, and then that kind of eggs you on to like, you know, push your, your training numbers and post. And he was saying for this one, step back. And it wasn't really lifting for social media as much. Um, how do you feel about that? Do you think sometimes like shit, man, you feel pressure to put up big numbers for social media. And then if you, if you ever roll back the numbers, it gets in your head. Um, uh, I, I, I think maybe at my last comedy you see, cause, cause IPF worlds this time around was only like IPF worlds is only my sixth powerlifting competition. So I'm, I'm, I'm still quite new to it. Uh, but I think my last competition, which was the British championships where I totaled nine ten. That was kind of like when, like the time that I was doing that was the time that like I was starting to get a bit more kind of like attention and like stuff like that. Like I started like appearing more on like King of the Lifts and stuff like that. So it was kind of like, oh yeah, like, but you, you almost believe the hype. Whereas like now, like I, I think definitely leading into IPF Worlds, like that it was about eight weeks out and like I was just so dead focused on like chasing a thousand. I was like, right, a thousand, a thousand, a thousand. It needs to happen at this time, this day, you know what I mean? Yeah. And sometimes, like, that, that can't happen. Like, like it comes when it comes, and I think yeah. I can appreciate that now. So I think leading up to IPF Worlds, and it, it kind of the people I have around me as well in the gym, like, we're all, like, the training team I've got and the kind of support network is, like, absolutely on point. So they'll tell me if I'm, if, if, if I'm you know, not being true to myself or anything else like that. So yeah. Yeah, keep you on. Yeah, the but I can I can definitely see you know where that's coming from because you know powerlifting is a sport that again doesn't get much kind of like funded or anything else like that. Like getting likes on Instagram and stuff, it is cool. You yeah, know what I mean, oh, like it sure. is like no, anyone who says that it doesn't feel good when they put a video up yeah, and it gets on. like reposted yes. is like, do you know yeah. what I mean? So, You're lying. And you know what? Um, I'm gonna let you, I know you got a question. You're holding the holster here, but um, it's true too that. Like for Instagram and our sport, there's other sports like more mainstream on TV, but our Instagram is even bigger than a lot of theirs. Like for some yeah. reason, powerlifting and Instagram go hand in hand. Like we got Instagram stars with like 350,000 followers out there. Like we have like some people like social media famous, so to speak, right? So um, yeah. yeah, and definitely could be a little bit of pressure to perform and show, give them a show, even from your day to day with training. But we yeah. Especially what we've all, we've all like what I was saying and stuff, you know, like I, like it, and that was kind of pressure that I was putting on myself to like not not drop the ball. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm gonna win. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. Like, just but those are those are the conversations I had in my head like every single day of my yeah. life, every yeah. minute of my life was like, oh, you've got to do this because that means <laughs> this will be a little bit better than that. So yeah, it is. Yeah. You can get. Um, emotionally attached to numbers and do like you said where if I do this weight for five that will equal this weight on the day of and then yeah. you walk in there that gym day and fuck if you don't hit that five at that certain weight it feels like I'm not pacing well no something's wrong it gets all weird right sometimes yeah. when it comes yeah to that was something I did eight weeks out like I said I was getting too carried away and I was kind of like you know I, just, I was like I feel fucked and then I was like well, it's no wonder because look at what I'm doing. Like yeah. I'm chasing numbers that are out there right now. So I dropped everything right back, and then as soon as I did, my training went perfect, leading in like my, everything was everything was great. So yeah, yeah. yeah don't live for Instagram. That's right. <laughs> who, who does your who, who does your programming? Uh, Jim Ellie from Reactive Training Systems. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And so so do you, do you do RPE and, and whatnot? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's all done on the RTS tracker. Yeah, 
Gotcha. That's on the internet website thing, yeah. Yeah, and do, do they watch, like, um, do you send videos and they watch and kind of reel you in as well? Um, you know, I, I, I'm someone who can be a little more hands-off. Like, I've spoken to Jimmy before about it and stuff, and he was kind of like, you know, you know what you're doing almost. Like, yeah. I, I tag him in everything I put on Instagram, and obviously he watches it and he likes it and yeah. all that. So, yeah, he's, he's watching my stuff, and I'm sure if, like, I was getting carried away or do something wrong, like he'd keep me in check, which he has in the past. But as I've kind of matured and become better at kind of handling myself, like, he, mm-hmm. like he's kind of slightly leaving to it. Like. <laughs> well, he's, he's also in a gym where he gets to see so much knowledge. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's a big part of where, you, like where you're at. That, that knowledge to be around is, I mean, you couldn't buy that. Like so, that's, so who that's are the, huge. Who were the guys like when you first started deadlifting squatting who taught you technique wise? Uh, Andy Bolton. Jesus, what? Eh? Yeah. Like that yeah, is. Yeah, I, I kind of, I kind of figured, I kind of figured it out for myself, and like I was like yanking on the bar, like herniating on my discs. Yeah, yeah. That's and what I, and, like I came in, Andy was like, oh, you know, explained a few things to me that like seemed to really work, and I was like, all right, okay. So obviously I tried them out, and then as I've become like more experienced as a lifter, like I can watch other people and learn instead of like being told. So. Yeah. Yeah, you can observe yeah, that, the differences. That's like playing yeah. pickup ball as a kid with LeBron James. Yeah, and no fucking shit. Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you don't, that kind of training, you'll just never yeah. see. Like to be able to be around that, and but I mean, it's pretty, it's wild because of where your goals are at to be, have that, be able to be that close to it. You know, people yeah, would fly course, around I mean, the world to live somewhere to train with someone, and yeah. I mean, you're you're 15 minutes down the road from all these guys. Like, yeah, that's pretty. Oh cool. no, definitely. I mean, it's kind of. It's kind of just funny the way things happen and how, like, it is just such a hotbed of, like, great kind of strength athletes. So mm-hmm. it's it's definitely cool. And, you know, it's it's going from a perception that I used to have because I live in a small town and, like, that gym's in another small town as well, 15 minutes down the road. But, like, where I'm from, I was kind of like, oh, well, if you're lifting X amount of weight, like, you can't do that as a natural athlete and then I travel 10 minutes I travel 10-15 minutes down the road and my first session I'm seeing people deadlifting 400 kilos so I'm like alright oh, well maybe it is possible <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. and how much does that make a difference too because oftentimes when you train around like you train with what's that saying that Instagram mean to be a lion you gotta train with lions and it's true yeah. where it opens up what you think is possible when you're the big fish in a small pond Oftentimes, you can even psychologically hold yourself back. But when you're training with guys moving massive weights and you're trying to keep up, it kind of opens up your mind with, like you said, no, this is possible. Yeah, you know? definitely. Like, like, like I say, my first, my first sessions there, like, and it was all very, like, kind of the way you trained at that gym was really, like, kind of west side. We all trained together. So literally from the moment I went in, you know, I was training with these guys, like, in a group, yeah, so to speak. So... Yeah, like my first sessions, like obviously, like Darren Sadler pulled three hundred and seventy kilos. Benny was Benny was prepping for the World Deadlift Championships where Eddie Hall pulled five hundred. Oh no, uh, shit! Yeah, so Eddie was coming into the gym obviously to make like promo videos for that, and he's basically like rowing three hundred fucking kilos off the floor for like yes. free speed work. Like, yeah. like what that does to your brain just kind of like flicks something that says like. Like what isn't possible yeah. almost. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, and, that, and, and that's it, one scary fucking dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's, he's he's enormous. Yeah, but along alongside with like like training at that gym, being like kind of my early experience of like strong people. Now, like obviously from knowing Darren quite well, I actually help out at the shows. 
So like, I like move the apparatus and stuff around for the athletes. So yeah. like big Z four and all that. Like at the log lift championship, like I was like moving the log back onto the. No, onto yeah, the yeah. I mean, how yeah. crazy would it be training with these guys? You start off as like the the protege, and then later on, when they hit a big set and they look at you, be like, "What do you think? How's it look?" You'd be like, "Are you fucking? Are you asking me?" That would be a crazy moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like Benny, how'd it look? How'd it look, man? No, Benny said that about my squats and stuff before. He's been like, said, like said some really nice things, but yeah, yeah. I think one of my earliest kind of memories of um, that that place like was like meeting meeting Bill. Like I can remember, I came off a set of. I squatted something like 220 for five. So it wasn't, it wasn't, like, don't get me wrong, like, it wasn't out there, but for someone who's kind of just started training, like, it's like 500 pounds for five. Yeah. Like, it's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I, I come off and, and Bill's just stood there looking at me with a smile on his face. And, okay, like, that was. And then, and then I, that's when I was like, really good. Because when Bill comes over, he comes over for a few months at a time. Yeah. Uh, so, so I, like, got to know him really well. And I think the biggest thing that I took away from meeting Bill was kind of like the mentality that it takes to be like the best ever which mm -hmm. is what he was you know like he was benching 300 kilos before people knew how to lift weights like yeah 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 when, when you um when you approach training do you get yourself psyched up or do you kind of train you know because some people tell themselves i don't want to get psyched up for, for gym weights i want to say i mean not like platform for instance kind of be even keel and I, I leave it for the platform because sometimes you get yourself psyched up and it's I, in the gym. You I, can I, I, I've watched a lot of your videos. You get amped up on some of them. That's for fucking <laughs> sure. I've, I've seen you come over on those lifts and there is definitely some what? some energy coming into that. Is it, is it the regular like that or you just save it for here and there? Um... I mean, sometimes it's hard not to like. If you've seen yeah. my, if you've seen the guys I train with, like that, they're, they're absolutely fucking bonkers. Like, yeah. like, and that's 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 why. That, I think that's why it works so well in a way because like the gym that we've got going on at the moment, which is like something that is kind of like a project and we plan on making like almost like a professional living out of it for me. Like it's kind of like you keep up or you die. Like if you're if you're lagging, like you feel like a bitch, like you do. Yeah. Like yeah. so that's kind of like it's kind of like the pack thing. So like this gym that is just. It, it, currently it's in the middle of a farmyard a gravel farmyard like a gravel floor farmyard there's a fucking portal outside like that's what we like shit and piss in do you know what I mean like, <laughs> really? and, uh, and it's just it's literally in a, in a barn in a farmyard and like the guys who are coming through the door you know you've got obviously like the likes of me Josh Greenfield who won squat gold in the senior 105 yeah. uh, Kieran Gray who's like another GB athlete Mark McQueen like one of our best mates from up in Scotland he's yeah. coming down weeks like you know just all these guys coming in and when you all get together like you can't help and even the guys who aren't maybe as like strong or at that level yet like they train hard like yeah. everyone trains as hard as they possibly can so one of your 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 name dropping here is like fucking like massive men like titans of men like is yeah, there anybody's not, not normal really size a, like this would be scary no, we're, not, we're not really a lightweight gym it's like 105 no, plus <laughs> these dudes are huge it's like, the only small guys are the guy that cleans the shitter out <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like it's like Josh Greenfield would be the smallest guy there and he's a 105 kilo dude who cuts yeah. for that too and he'd be like and he's like tiny yeah. over there who's that little guy over there in the corner <laughs> Like Jesus, he's the guy that puts the weights back. That's right. That's right. No kidding. I've so, got Josh is the hype man. Josh is the is hype he? man. Is 
Yeah, Josh brings the fire on, yeah. Does he, yeah? So, so in terms of your training, um, how does your training program kind of look? Like, How often do you squat and deadlift and bench? Uh, it depends kind of where I am on a, in a training cycle. Like since I came back from Worlds, I've been on a hypertrophy block and I've gained like six kilos since I've been back. Holy Because I've just been shit. like, yeah, like I'm really getting after it. Because obviously I, I, like, I, I just want to be as good as I can. But when, when I was like peaking for Worlds and stuff, I was squatting twice, benching three times and deadlifting twice. What, 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 what are you, around, around uh, 140 kilo? One, uh, yeah, I weighed in at Worlds at one one thirty nine point five, and I'm about one forty five, one forty six. So how how many, how many calories? Do you know how many calories? You, you probably don't even have to track, but fucking lot. Well, I, I just I just eat as much as I can, like <laughs> all the time. Because well, like, I, I try I try and keep it good. Like I don't eat shit, but like I do enjoy like KFC and yeah. stuff like that. Like, yeah. It's kind of like a balance of I just kind of eat what you consider to be like a good diet with like a bit of crap thrown in just a lot of it basically what would be like what if just a quick breakdown of what you eat in a day because this is one of the questions whenever we have on heavyweights everybody wants to know like how much do they eat yeah, everybody yeah. So you probably get asked that all the time but like yeah. what's a breakfast it's either how dinner? much you eat or how tall are you yeah <laughs> exactly like... exactly like what's a breakfast and a dinner for you um and feel free to uh, to embellish to get people talking like it's like three fucking chickens and four eggs, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a loaf of bread, uh, and I wash no, it down with wine. <laughs> on a on a morning, I kind of struggle to eat, so I wake up and I have two hundred grams of oats with like a protein shake and a banana or something like that, and then two hours later I'll have like steak and potatoes, and then another two hours later I'll have like pasta and chicken, and then before I go to the gym I'll have like a sandwich or something with like a Lucasade and a banana and than a monster or something like that and then yeah. after the gym I have a gainer shake and then like some pasta again and I come home I have a steak and then before I go to bed I have like five eggs oats and like a pro like another gainer shake or something Holy like that so, so, you, you, so I was just curious do your parents rob banks to feed for us or you have two steaks two pasta meals uh, five eggs for a nightcap that's a lot man I wonder how many fucking calories that would be. That'd be that's crazy. How much is like is groceries? Like how do you how do you afford groceries? Oh no, he said you gotta get sponsored. He, by said, it. he said he's out there on that farm. He just goes out and fucking right. slaughters a cow and brings it home. Wrestle with that part of your training, choke it to death. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as 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 much as kind of like my mum and dad would fucking hate to hear this, so I'm gonna say it quietly. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like in terms of. Like when I was like 17, 18, and I was telling a few boys this in the gym the other day, like some guys who were kind of like training hard and like asking me questions and stuff. Like I saved up a lot of money in my younger days. Like I was really smart with money, uh, but it's kind of got to the point now where like, it's especially for Worlds, like I was traveling 45 minutes to this gym, like there and back four times a week. Like I was eating all this food. I was fucking doing all this like physio work and going to all these spas and stuff like that. And genuinely like, I've, I fucking I blew it all I blew it but it was worth it to me but then it's kind of coming back now in a way that like off the back end of Worlds things just seem to have been better like I seem to like financially be in a better place even though I'm eating more fucking food than I've ever eaten in my entire life but yeah. like I, yeah like and that comes with obviously a few sponsorships and things like that like companies that are like really really helping me out but yeah I suppose it's kind of just 
making it happen. Like maybe I don't have the money to do it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if you if you right now suffer now later on when you walk into strongman you'll have a lot of hype behind you i mean a lot of people watch those live streams so when you're smashing records winning titles and then you transition into strongman where there's even more money it's a lot easier to hammer down some sponsorships uh real i just wanted to ask you because you brought it up what sponsors are those and do they like are we getting to the point now because it's interesting that you had said that where we actually have sponsors giving money to athletes because a lot of times um, yeah SBD, uh, one of my main sponsors, and they help me out financially, kind of with with competitions, uh, like traveling to and from, like hotels and stuff like that. So yeah, they obviously, awesome. like that's that saved me a lot of money. That's uh, huge. Off, off the back end of worlds, RTS have sponsored me as well, so I don't have to pay for my coach anymore, that's which huge. is obviously brilliant. Yeah, and I've got. I've got another sponsor platform ready, but they're all kind of just like T-shirts and stuff. They're not in a position where they can kind of sponsor me financially yet, but that doesn't mean they never will be able to. But yeah, yeah. So those are the three at the moment. But along with kind of other things that I'm doing at the moment, obviously with the gym and like kind of some online program and stuff that I'm doing, that obviously got a lot more attention after the World Championships mm-hmm. for kind of obvious reasons. Like yeah, like financially and. I'm getting better from losing hundreds and hundreds of pounds a month. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the big one that I think people don't see, especially on the super heavyweights, is that food bill, man. It's like people yeah. don't understand what that takes to yeah. maintain and sustain that. Like, And it's that's what it is, maintain and sustain. Because once you're in that 10,000 calorie or above, people and, and you drop, if you drop off for a couple of days or a couple of weeks, it's not just fucking strength loss. It's it's huge weight you need, loss. You need it's, it. It's, it's like, a lot. Like if you've seen... Um, uh, you, well, you probably have in terms of those documentaries, like on Eddie Hall, which are phenomenal, yeah, yeah, phenomenally yeah. done. He eats, and he's like, and, and Brian Charlie talk about it. It's not comfortable. It's actually not only monetary, very difficult, but they eat. They're uncomfortable. They have to wake up in the middle of the night and eat, and, and just to get bigger. Do you are you going to step up to a game like that when you move into strongman? Are you like ready to be like? But in the same sense, you've seen the opposite because look at Hathor this year. Is that? Dude, he's four hundred pounds with apps. Yeah, but his his eating system has changed dramatically. Has this it? Year. Yes, he's not yeah, he's doing the vertical diet. He's, he's, he's going on yeah, I think I think Hatfor's a very special kind of athlete, though. You know, yeah. six foot nine, one hundred ninety four kilos with abs, just isn't. Yeah, but no, that's, <laughs> but I mean, he 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 did say a lot about that diet because he wasn't he didn't so have. Me, do you guys know about it? Like he starts slimming in, and I mean, you've seen the whole thing. And tell me about this vertical diet because I'm probably like a lot of listeners. I don't know about it. What so, is it? What is so it? it's about the most of what I read about it. It's it's about gut health, and it's about easily easily digestible food and processing faster. But a lot of it is like red meat and rice and and red peppers and. Uh, carrots, and carrots, eating a carrot a day, watching chicken t- stock and chicken stock and stuff like that. It's it's making everything very easily digestible for mm. gut health and stuff like that. But it's and it's, also it's, it's, it's pulled nutrients easier. But it's, it's kind of simple in its form, but not like if when you see it, there's not a lot to it in what they eat, but it's a lot each day mm. and and staying with it. But I I kind of read about it like walking ten minutes after each time you eat, like just simple little things that go along with it, but. 
Yeah, it's like you said, though, I read on there, it's like a carrot a day you have to eat because of the fiber yeah. in it, and then eating, uh, but raw vegetables, red peppers, I think it was, with it and stuff. Yeah, like that. yeah, A lot of red meat, rice, stuff like that, and then throwing in a, a yam here and there and stuff, different things like that, but... Pasta's probably out. But he, he put a lot, of, like, he has he has said it's amazing. <laughs> like, he's been one of the, one of the ones, because I think... Someone else is on that, I noticed, too. I don't know. I think Shaw. Brian right. Shaw. Brian yeah, Shaw. Shaw's yeah, yeah. Now too. Yeah. Is this Stan Efferding who's doing it? Yeah. It's yeah, Stan, Stan Efferding is their nutrition coach, yeah. Yeah. Both of them. Wow. See, and this is why, I mean, you just said how uh, RTS has sponsored you for programming. This is why. You get a world champion, don't make him pay, because he might leave eventually for another deal. Give it to him for free because because of the names you're dropping, I'm like, oh, this sounds well, like right there. I mean, when you got we got you got a junior world champion that walked in that's looking to do strongman, whatever else, and he'll look back and say, you know, RTS was a huge part of my yeah. training and yeah. whatever else. Oh it's, yeah, yeah, of course. Like, that, I, that so I, 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 I stick by what what Jimmy has done for me is genuinely like absolutely. You know, I, I couldn't be happy. And I picked up Jimmy. I won. I programmed myself. Uh, to like a European a European title that was at my third comp yeah uh, and then I, I was getting ready for my first world and I was like I, I spoke to Mark McQueen because we were stopping together at the Europeans with like one of my other mates Scott and Sean Hughes who's like a 93 kilo British champion we were all stopping <laughs> like, sorry dog that's okay I got <laughs> to we were um, all stopping together in like this place and Mark was like oh like if you haven't got a coach already I definitely kind of I, I definitely can strongly consider getting one so I was like okay so I had a look and I was like oh RTS these guys coach some pretty strong people let's go with them and I didn't even I didn't even ask for Jimmy when you sign up to RTS you get kind of a preference of who who you'd like to kind of work with and I just clicked like anyone and then I got Jim and then that's it it's a it's a it's a bromance like no other now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't break up the band, right? If everything's moving well. Yeah. Is is it a what's really been the biggest difference? Do you think since uh, before what you were programming and now what you're doing, like leading into the worlds with Jimmy and RTS? Um, Structure. just kind just kind of like I wouldn't put myself. Well, don't get me wrong. Like I would put myself through it, but I wouldn't have the know how to do it properly. Do you know what I mean? Like the training that I was doing before the World Championships last year. Well, I I literally just went online and found an egg cone program and was like, right, I'll run this into my comps. Yeah. Cool. And and that's literally what I did from my first regional to my first British European title. Like I just ran the same thing through. It was like ridiculously linear. Like I was doubling my maxes by the end of like ten weeks, and I was like I kept up with the kind of rate of progress. Fuck, but it then, worked. Eh? I, yeah, but then I think leading into Euros, you know, I was kind of getting to the point where you know I was I was getting quite strong, and I think like there was a lot more to it than just hitting like a few weeks of tens, a few weeks of eights, a few weeks of fives and a few triples and then some doubles and then maxing out and hitting 30 kilos more than I hit last time. Like yeah. it just like that rate of that rate of progress slowed down. So I think things just needed to be done a lot more intelligently, but especially kind of as I've been working with Jimmy now, like my training is fucking hard. Like, I was doing I was doing sessions before Worlds that were taking me seven seven and a half hours. Holy shit! Whoa! Yeah. Like what kind of so what did these sessions look like? That's crazy. But yeah, well, it, it was usually my it was usually my Friday sessions because like they were just like my Friday sessions were my Achilles heel. Like it was all just like absolutely hammering my weaknesses. Like 
So my, my, my Friday day would be something like, it was a squat and deadlift variation and then like a safety squat bar. So I'd hit like six sets of five on like, or six or seven sets of five on like a pause squat. And then like yeah. six or seven sets of five on a pause deadlift, and then like oh. six sets of six on like safety squat bar. But like the weights I was moving, you know, like I'm I'm above like I'm I'm closing in on like seven hundred pounds on like every movement yeah. for like volume for sets, like and yeah. that's like Paused. yeah, exactly. So you know, them sessions genuinely were. And then after that, I was doing my GPP work, so that's another hour on the end of everything. Yeah. So it it was kind of just like. Sessions like that, you get about halfway through and you just think, I want to go home. <laughs> but, but, but you don't. Like, I, I, like, there were so many times that, like, on Fridays, like, the guy who owns the gym and, like, is kind of like my life, life kind of coach as such, Richard Parrish. Like, we'd be training on a Friday and sometimes I'd have gone in late because I'd been working till five o'clock. So I'd have gone into the gym, got to the gym for six, and then I was literally in there training until 1.30 in the morning, like in a farm Jeez. shed in the middle of fucking nowhere, yeah. like at half one in the morning, hitting my safety squat bar and then hitting my rows and stuff like that. Like what the fudge, man? How could you do it? That's crazy dedication. Yeah, it's like Rocky Balboa shit. But, Did you but, have yeah, a so, lunch? You must have ate when you're there. You must have been eating as well, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that's like a full shift. That's like a shift yeah. at work. Uh, like, what do you do for work? So you work all day and then do that all night? Uh, no, like, I was, well, I, I, I'm not proud of it, you know, but I was, I was at university. But then leading up to the World Championships, it was my final year. So in my fa the final year of university is fucking tough, you know. It's, yeah. it's it's dissertation, loads of handings all the time, and my dissertation was pretty much exactly the same time as the world championships. Mm. And I I just said like fuck this, like I'd I'd rather fuck that, win the world championships, and be able to look at myself in the mirror and say like you did what you wanted to do, and it paid off in my head. Maybe not yeah. in like anyone else's, but I don't give a fuck. Like yeah. <laughs> I I genuinely put absolutely everything like I sacrificed everything I did I, I did everything I could and you know and I think it showed like <laughs> yeah, yeah so, it did <laughs> <laughs> hey, what, so, what, what, for the people who don't know what was your t-shirt you were wearing didn't you have a t-shirt on yeah I oh, took a picture yeah, of it yeah, 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 you, yeah that, that was Richard's idea I went out to the podium with a t-shirt that said world champion on it I got it made before I went and I put it in my bag yeah. to wear the podium <laughs> That's right. Now, did you have two other T-shirts? Uh, world silver medalist, world bronze medalist. <laughs> Just in case, play the field. I wouldn't have wasted my money. That's right. That's right. It's all or nothing. Uh, the thing yeah. with university too, you could always go back and finish it up. Like, yeah, of course. And that was kind of, that was kind of a mentality, you know. I was and, and looking from from my perspective, was well, I'm saying, well, I'm going to make all my money doing this, like. I know maybe not right now, but this right now is building me to make money in Strongman later on. So, yeah. like, and I've kind of got this positive mental attitude of, like, regardless of what happens, like, it happens for a reason. I'm like, I'll be okay. Yeah, like, I'll, be, I'll, I'll, I'll be good. Out of curiosity, what were you taking in university? Uh, secondary PE. I left, I left school at uh, 17 wanting to be a PE teacher, a physical ed teacher. Mm -hmm. But then... As I got into lifting and stuff, I was like, nah, fuck being a PE teacher, I want to be the world's strongest man. <laughs> That's it. Well, I mean, here's the thing, right? Um, 
you're like when you're gifted, there's seven billion people walk in the world right now, and how many people could do what you do? You're like top one percent. And if you don't fucking give it everything you got while you can, you'll you'll never you'll look back and always regret this. In terms of going to school, you're 21 years old. You can go back to school at fucking 30 if this doesn't pan out. Wrap it up and get a normal job from 30 until 65 or 35 years. You're fine. I'm trying to picture that six-year-old kid that walks out into his fucking gym class and sees (laughs) this fucking monster standing there saying, Oh, shit. Whoa. Oh, yes, sir. It's it's dodgeball time. That's just not right. (laughs) Some lippy kids. Some lippy kids. Okay, we're playing dodgeball. All you fucking guys against me. And you're pinging kids off. Like, there we go. Get yourself back in line. Yeah. But uh, no kidding, yeah. I mean, you know what? So for anybody who's like living the Joe nine to five, like, oh, I think you should stay in university. These are the people who like they're not in your shoes though. Like this isn't even a possibility. They don't have that door they could walk through where they could be like the Michael Jordan of their sport. You know what I mean? Like absolutely, you got to fucking hammer in there. And, and there's so much else that he has though. I mean, the gym, the people, the, yeah. the what, where you're going Dude, to, it, the like, size, the, the ability. Fact, like like you have the genetic capabilities of doing what these guys do. It, like, it's it's the perfect storm where you're your size hit the hit the gym early in the sport as your age, and then. Benny Magnuson just happens to be down the street. Fucking Andy Bolton, four. It's like, no, man, read, read the signs, you know? This is supposed to happen. Yeah, it's kind, of, it's kind of like one of them things. I think it's sort of that as I've kind of come later into my, like, kind of lifting career, it has, I have matured quite a lot, like, when I first started. But it's kind of one of these things where, you know, a nine-to-five just, it doesn't do anything for me. Like, I'd be so fucking fed up all the time like that's that's not the life I wanted to live even when I was younger I said I want to be a pro sportsman I didn't know what sport it was I was like I want to be a pro sportsman mm-hmm. and then everything I've ever done from that point whether it be football the climbing that I did like, like I said I was climbing I was 14 years old I was at the wall five times a week for fucking five hours at 14 years old like yeah, whenever insane. I've done something I've done it properly like so I suppose now I've just found something that like you say, with all the signs, you know, maybe I was just fucking destined to do this. Like, maybe that is literally just the way it is. And, you know, like, I'd be stupid not to follow it. And that's what I'm doing. So Yeah, dude, if I walked into a fucking bank and you're my bank clerk, I'd be like, this dude is wasting his time. You know, I'd be like, this dude should be doing something. I mean, you have no business doing a nine-to-five job. Probably prevent you from robbing the fuck. Oh, so, yeah. Big robber walks in and goes, ah, we're going down the street. Let's keep this. We'll try the next Let's, one. Who scouted this fucking bank, for God's sake? They'd be like, when I scouted the bank, they don't even have fucking cameras. When I scouted the bank, this fucking guy wasn't working. I swear to God, it must have been his day off, but this is wrong. Yeah, for you sure. know, and that's and that's nothing against people who do work nine to fives. You know, like I, I genuinely just believe in, like, like my mum and dad, like my my mum and dad, like my like my mum works in a primary school as a assistant teacher. Like my dad's, like, say, self employed. Like my dad works fucking hard. Like so mm-hmm. does my mum, and it's kind of just like. I don't know, like, it's not it's not anything against people who just want to work normal jobs and do all that stuff, but, like, it's just not for me. Like, yeah. I don't want to do that. Like, I want to be, not not be something. I just want to be, I want to be happy doing what yeah. I want to do. So Yeah, I mean, it's fair enough. Look, at I mean, for, uh, the world is full of people who, who have to work nine to fives and whatnot, but if you're going to do what you want to do, you have to believe. So that's why, I mean, at 14 years old, putting in four to five hour training sessions, that's insane, man. Most people at 14, they, you can't get them to do the fucking homework. 
let alone yeah. like go somewhere and train for five hours and it's like do you yeah. know where you're going with this and it's i don't know where i'm going with this but this is i got I'm, i want to be something special i want to do something no regrets yeah. and i love to do but, but and i think i think that that was when i when i was younger you know it, it was kind of that it was like oh i'm putting absolutely everything in this to be good at it but it didn't have a purpose like there wasn't yeah. a reason behind any of it it was kind of like oh i'm doing this and i'm doing this as good as i can just because like I want to be the best. My thing was always wanting to be the best. Like, yeah. always, always. Regardless of how old I was, maybe that's from having two brothers, I always just wanted to be the best. Yeah. So, you know, the only difference now with powerlifting in the gym and then potentially strongman is I've got a reason for it all. I've got a purpose. Like, I want to be one of the strongest people that have ever fucking lived. Like, that is genuinely my goal. So, like, you can't do that if you go at it half-assed. No. Like, you have to go all in. Yeah, So... Yeah. What is, what is your, when all is said and done, this is a question we always ask everybody, usually I wait till the end, but when all is said and done, because you're 21, when you're 51 and you're looking back. I really hope he answers it just the way he did, but I'm going to let you finish this question. Okay. How do you want to be remembered? How do you, how do you want this story to be told when they look back at Luke Richardson and you're retired? What do you want people to say? I want to say that, you know, he kind of. It kind of broke all, broke all the rules in terms of like the sensible things that could be done. Like he, he took he took a fucking risk and like he sacrificed a lot, even when he didn't really have the right to do so. Like I'm only 21. Like I say, I've got like I know I've got time. I know I'm young, um, but I also know that yeah, just just that like I did what I wanted to do and I lived life on my terms you know and I, I when I wanted something like I went after it with genuinely everything I fucking had like regardless of what happens like and I, like re same regardless of what happens like you know I want to be remembered as like one of the strongest men that have ever lived like that's, that's what I want to do like that's what that's what I want to do but also behind that is kind of like you know I did fucking everything like yeah left no stones unturned your your personality yeah. is a lot like these documentaries when you see Eddie Hall and see their training when they talk and you see those strong men how could you not be when, it, when yeah. that is your people you hang yeah. with like, yeah. you to, like, it's, like, yeah. it's, it's, it's you're, true you're going to levitate towards the people you're with like whoever's your, your circle of people and you're in the gym you're going to levitate towards that group of people but it is and it's, it's just inspiration around you every, in every every pocket is, of this fucking barn it is like easier <laughs> said than done but it's fucking it's, it's easier said than done but it's hard to like it's, it's when some people will be like if it's guaranteed to me, I'll put in eight-hour training sessions. If you're telling me I can be the world's strongest man, I'll put in eight hours. But to do it when there's no money, it's not a guarantee, it's a fucking risk. Yeah. And you might swing and hit it at the park or swing and fucking fall on your face with everybody watching. That is, But you're going to do it anyways. You're still going to do all of this and it could be for nothing. That's the difference. A lot of people, when faced with that, will be like, I'll just work 9 to 5, thank you. Unless you can guarantee yeah. me. Like, yeah, I'll put it's it the in easy option. Sure. It's the yeah. easy way. Like, yeah. That's what it is. It's safe. It's safe. It's all, yeah. I can do this. I can get a mortgage. I can buy a house and I can have kids and I can die. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. like. So how, how is it, um, like, in terms of, like, a girlfriend, you're, you're 21, but is it hard being in a relationship when you are different? Like, in the Eddie Hall uh, documentaries and shit, they would show, like, it's tough, like, for some people who are in that mentality of nine to five, you feel like the small boat hooked up to the big boat 
because you're not on that same level, same drive. And yeah. being around somebody who is that passionate, when you don't have it, A, makes you, can make you insecure about yourself, or B, just be like, you're always training, you're never, you're never here. You know, have you ran into these kind of things as well? Uh, well, I, I, I'm not sure if you saw her, but the, the, I, I've got a girlfriend now, she's called Lizzie, and you know, she, she's, she's great, she's fucking brilliant, like, and she's absolutely gorgeous as well, so... Especially when I'm heading to a, a 400-pound man. Um, but... No, I think I think in previous relationships, yeah, definitely. But I was a lot I was a lot younger than even I am now. But um, in terms of kind of relationship, my relationship now, Izzy works at the gym that I've been talking about. Like Izzy works at Borough Bridge for Darren Sadler. Ah. So you know she she's she, she's done bikini and all that stuff. So you know she's got that certain level of kind of you know she knows what it takes. And Please all tell that me stuff, you guys right? got her her own Porter John. <laughs> so, Jeez, holy if, shit. if she's working there now you guys make her share that god love her god love that girl you better you no, better wife you that girl. Girl. Yeah. Wife that jesus fuck no like she, she's working at that gym that's 15 minutes from my house but i don't train there anymore i train in the oh, gym that's okay. 45 minutes away so, so she's working gotcha gotcha yeah. Okay. So nah she she's great though, you know, and like although it's hard sometimes, like obviously it would it would be hard to understand. Like why why are you at the gym for eight hours? Yeah. Why? Yeah. What's insane? Like That's insane. And you know, that's that's at the gym for eight hours with an hour and a half driving on either side of it. That's it, yeah. But it is your nine to five. That's the one thing it'll be hard for people to grasp. Where you're trying to take your life to, that is your nine to five. It will. But that being said, it is it is my it is my nine to five. It your means choice. it's my nine to five to me. But right now, it's not my nine to five. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like what Ryan was saying. Like it's my nine to five because I know it will be my nine to five in ten years time. Yeah. Or five years time or yep. three years time. But like right now, all people are seeing is me going to the gym for eight hours and having fuck all to show for it. Yeah. Apart from. Yeah, and that's, you know, an, an IPF world title, which means a lot to me, but it means nothing to other people who are saying, "Well, where's your money?" Yeah, and, and, and what have you got? And that's so. the, that's the difference between people who end up in a normal nine to five for the rest of their lives and people who actually take that risk and actually swing it out the park and make it. I listen to the Joe Rogan podcast all the time, and he runs into friends from high school, and it's the same situation when they're like, "Oh, well, it must be nice, eh, Joe?" And he's like, "Listen to me, my friends." When I was was living in a fucking apartment, nobody believed, and I was hustling. I might have been that guy you see at 50, and everyone feels sorry for him because I chased a dream and fell on my face, but now I'm not because I I, I took the risk, and it was scary as shit, but now take a look at him, right? Like, it's... And I know what you mean where it'd be hard to like tell people when you're in this situation in life, when you're 21, hustling, and people like, well, I don't see the rewards. Like, but you got to believe. You gotta have faith. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah, well, well, if you don't believe in yourself, who will? <laughs> yeah. Walt yeah. Disney was a cartoonist, like before he became Walt, like Walt Disney, cartoonist yeah. for a newspaper, and he got fired for not having enough imagination. Yeah, that's insane. Like when you look at yeah. different people over the world, I mean Michael Jordan, but he he didn't he got dropped from his team. You know what I mean? Yeah. From his high school team. He yeah. He didn't make the fucking. He didn't make the fucking team. Team. You know. Who's that scout who cut Michael Jordan? I don't see a future in this game. Yeah. Yeah. We gotta let him go. Like you gotta look at those things and the hustle these people put through to get where they're at. Yeah. Yeah. And I, but I think it ends up one of them things, kind of you know, where people are like, you know, take the Walt Disney or the Michael Jordan, like they go, oh yeah, he got dropped, but then kind of like he's Michael Jordan and that doesn't happen. So like, why should I think it should happen? Yeah. Well. 
like it, it'll happen if kind of you want it to happen. Like a, a, a conversation that, and like again, I'd say the most I've learned from everyone going back again is from Bill Kazmaier and and, and and Mark McQueen as well. Like you know, it's just complete and utter like mentality one oh one. Like like no one believes in themselves more than like Bill Kazmaier and like Mark. Like. It, it, so when when you're around that and I kind of I've been taught that from like early days especially with, from someone with like Bill's stature like he is like one of the strongest people I've ever lived so like why wouldn't I listen to what he's got to say yeah and like and if Bill's telling me you could be the strongest man in the world one day why wouldn't I believe him yeah yeah he's the like, best scout you're gonna have for sure yeah yeah so and, and, and do your uh, what do your parents and family think and your brothers think in terms of these pursuits um, Probably some ups and downs. <laughs> yeah, like uh, <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I think oh, I'm gonna lower my voice, but now I think I, I think um, I think my I think my dad is more kind of like like he knows. My mum knows what I'm like, but my dad knows what I'm like. Like I think he buys into it. Do you know what I mean? Not buys into it, but I think he understands. Like he knows. Like yeah. You you probably go the length for this where, as I think, kind of my mum's kind of like, she's she's a lot safer. My dad's a risk taker. My mum's a lot safer. So, I think from that kind of scope, like obviously my dad would understand a bit more because mm-hmm. my dad's a risk taker, but my mum is a bit more like like I say like a safe life. So, yeah, um, definitely a lot of disagreements and a lot of shouting and uh, <laughs> disputes. But you know. When when I when I've done what I've done and I've like won worlds, it's kind of like yeah, like I, I told you. Like, were they at worlds? Uh, no. Okay, no. here's the next question. When you came home, who was the first one to meet you at the door to congratulate you? Oh, don't put them on the spot. They came together holding hands. Okay. Oh, no, no, there isn't. When I came home, oh, when I came home, uh, they they've got like all my family to come around. So like my nana and granddad, my like auntie and uncle and all like my cousins and stuff like that. Oh, so all, all of them were around at the house with a big a big gold balloon that was the number one. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you, you see I, now why the pressure, if you got to win to like make all these things have the sacrifice worth it, right? Yeah, well, you know, imagine how much of a fucking dick I'd look if I went, nah, like, I'm, sp- I'm spending all this money that you've saved up for me your entire lives, like, yeah. all these lives here. Like, I'm spending all that, I'm traveling all this time, I'm not working, but well, I'm not working, like, as much as you want me to because yeah. I'm going to the gym for this amount of time and I'm, I'm, I'm dropping out of uni because I fucking hate it and I want to yeah. go all in on lifting and then I go and I come second. <laughs> yeah, I know, like, yeah. It's, it's, now it's, I see why you'd be anxiety before the, the competition. Yeah. Etc. I mean, and these, this is where people don't know when they're watching the live stream or when they, uh, you know, watch the training videos and shit. How yeah. much sacrifices in it and how much it means to everybody behind them. Yeah, well, that's the thing with social media, isn't it? It almost only highlights. Yeah. All of the 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 one percent of like what actually goes on like oh I've hit a top single and everyone loses their mind but they don't know what's behind it they don't know that I've sank all this money all this time all this effort sacrificed all these things but like they're not gonna know like do you know yeah. what I mean like unless you do something like this yeah and, and, <laughs> and, 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 and the thing is too is that 
And what's interesting too is is your competitors because I know Joseph has a pretty interesting story too behind him on this. When we got to have him on. Yeah, time. like I mean, you're the the second place. Like I know Josephina. He yeah. had, he has a really interesting story on what he come through to get to where he's at too. So. Really, what is that? You can't you can't drop no, that. No, I'm, I'm not going to drop it. But I'm just saying I know there's a pretty. What? Why? Why you got to say it now? Because I, I think he came from a lot of adversity too. Like I don't think he came from a lot when he came through this. Uh, like because this guy was pushing hard to get scholarships into football stuff like that but to, to get out from where he's at. So I mean. It's probably common like it's, traits for everybody who's made it to the top. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you know, when I am talking shit online, like it's no it's no disrespect to people. Like obviously I know I know how far that man's walked to Yeah. Yeah. To to get to where he's got, you know what I mean? Like a fucking four nine hundred and forty pound squat at twenty years old yeah, is just yeah, absolutely yeah. fucking nuts. Yeah. But you know, I can appreciate it and I can yeah. take my hat off to him and say, you know, like fair play and you know even if it's one of them things like even if all was said and done maybe I came second like I'd have still shook his hand and gone you know what fair play like yeah. you, were the, you were the better man there you go like and I, I think that well he did the same he did the same so mm-hmm. yeah nothing but respect but you know I've, I'm, I'm here for one person and one person only and that's yours truly <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is, there a, is there anybody else out there that you're, that you're kind of chasing yourself in terms of, or even in the open, um, or is it pretty much just yourself out there? Because in, in the juniors, it's jalapeno, but is there anyone else? Who won it last year? Russian, wasn't uh, it? That Russian. Pablo. Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and what's his yeah, best total? Uh, 880. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. really? 880? Yeah. yeah, he beat me last year with that, yeah. So you're way above Seven. him at this point. Yeah, well, the the thing is with Pablo, like I, I, me and Pablo, I beat Pablo at the Europeans for the first time, uh, and then he came back for Worlds uh, and then beat me, and obviously that sent me on this kind of fuck you, yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna do this. But then you know he he was all in to do Worlds like until a few weeks, until a few months out, and then he pulled out pulled out of the comp because of an injury, but then was squatting 300 for five like after his injury so i was like okay <laughs> what the shit? Like, and that's that's not me saying you know he's lying like he may have well had a knee injury and like and, you know if he did like i hope he gets better because i want to lift against him again like yeah. of course i do yeah. like that's a competitor in me like i wouldn't want him to just kind of not show up but yeah, yeah you don't you know, know what it was what do you know i mean fuck that ain't cheap russia to fucking canada that's true too like there could have been just about anything, yeah. safe face, whatever it is. Like you don't know. He maybe he's injured, maybe whatever. But in yeah, you know. And then and then after after worlds as well, like he, I, I I broke his deadlift record by fourteen and a half kilos. Um, and he said he, he put a thing on his story saying, "Oh, congratulations, Luke. See you at the next competition." I was like, "Yeah, damn fucking right, you will." So Sweden, you're you're gonna stay as a junior then? You think? Uh. Yeah, it's looking that way. I'm not sure. I think I'm kind of just taking everything as it comes. But yeah. in terms of Europe, like, like I'm 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 the number one senior in Europe right now as well. I think the next senior at the World Championships in Europe anyway did a I think a nine seventeen point five. So, so you'll probably take the open for uh, for Europe at least, and then kind of call it the way you see it. Because if you get into the thousand kilo total. That's yeah, that's yeah. podium finish no matter where you go. Yeah, that that's something that I want to kind of tick off by the end of this year. 
Mm-hmm. Definitely, but you know that's that's again like I'm not chasing a thousand. I'm yeah. gonna try to be as strong as I can be. That's right. But like, if being as strong as I can be means that I total a thousand, then you know that's so. That's, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's the good mentality <laughs> to have. I mean, a lot of people don't realize how much numbers can get wrapped up in your head, and you start making silly moves and training, silly attempts and competitions where well, when will give me a thousand? And you don't. Instead, it's just like take what's on there. Well, the, the thing is, too, is about being the best is you only have one lifetime to do it, and you're young. So the thing is, if you yeah. if you stay in the juniors and you keep going, you may set a record like that just may not be broken for decades. Yeah. Like going into the open and a third place finish or having a world record as a junior that lasts for twenty years is well, totally he, fucking different things. He, like, he can he can make yeah. a junior record in the open, but you can't win the junior title too yeah. though. So it's yeah. yeah, it's 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 some decision making. Look, we've had you on for over an hour now, and I know you. We had the time frame of one o'clock, or our <laughs> one o'clock. Your uh, what time is it over there? Uh, six. That's right. So the time yeah. frame is there. Anybody you want to thank before we let you go? Um, and, and like sponsors, coaches, family, whatever. Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, all my sponsors like SBD, Reactive Training Systems, Platform Ready. Like I've said, um, all my training partners. All, all, all my coaches, all the people I name dropped, like everyone who's kind of got me to where I'm going and has inspired me to kind of go and want to do what I want to do, and obviously all my family and my girlfriend and stuff like that. Like, you know, <laughs> if they if they ever watch this, but yeah. I'm sure they're yeah. huge fans. Okay, yeah, yeah so, I, I, I'm not. It's weird saying fans. Like, I don't, I don't. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't. It's just weird, like, to think that I have fans. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but, um, yeah. yeah. So, so thank, thanks to everyone as well. Like, obviously, because I wouldn't be sponsored if I didn't have people supporting me anyway. So, thank you to everyone and everyone who's got me to where I've got and uh, and is going to help me get to where I want to go. Thank you very much, and well, thanks for having me on. Yeah, for sure. We'd love to have you back again. Yeah, and we got we you we have you have our support on this. You know what I mean? Like, and if, when you get to the strong man. That's that's another part we oh, definitely dude. like to have you on here for because yeah. we got yeah. you at the first. We'd like <laughs> to catch you when you hit that part. It's amazing to see someone's progression. That's what's so cool about yourself where um, people see you now at this age as a junior. And if you end up going on becoming a world's strongest man, winning all these titles, people are along for the ride. Where we didn't, yeah. we didn't have that with a lot of these other guys. That's the gift of social media and catching you now. So, uh, yeah. yeah, it'll be cool to, to keep in tune and, and watch you progress. Thanks for coming on, my friend. And you got an amazing personality, very inspirational story, and uh, we'd love to have you back, sir. Cool. Thank you very much. Cheers, guys. See you later. Nice one. Yeah, fuck, man. That was was a really good interview. He's a... For a young dude. It's funny because the whole time when when you told me this is who we're pulling up, the whole time the only question in my head is, when are you going strong, man? Because... You knew? I didn't, but it's his size, his demeanor... His European, like the whole thing, just yeah. said to me, like he, this kid is going strong, man. If he's not, someone needs to plant that fucking seed in his head. Yeah. And you were going to work. Either way, I was. I was you had saying, an agenda in this interview. He's a, he's a jack kid at twenty one, yeah. three hundred pounds, six something. Like he, yeah, he, his he fits physique, that whole. His 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 um physical his physique is different than powerlifters, super heavyweights, where they're a lot more stocky, blocky, perfect for the squat and linear movements. He looks the athletic type. Like him, him climbing those fucking walls. I can see that. Yeah. I can see him pushing, pulling, climbing, throwing, uh, and all the other strongman stuff you have to do, and and being strong as shit. Yeah, like and that, that's the thing. Like the whole time since we start clipping him and watching him, I was just like, motherfucker! Like this yeah. guy is built for strongman, and 
then when he those name drops, like Jesus, I can't believe the people he trains with. And that's insane. At his age, like it's it's a it is like all signs point it's, it's, towards. It's pick a sport all star team, and that's yeah. who you train with. Like as a child, you train with an all star. Pick any sport, and, and not even just. Uh, you're looking at that day. Those are the best of all time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The champions. Like, yeah. it's, it's the who's who. It's, the icons. It's, it's yeah. the fucking Mount Rushmore of fucking strength. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's... And he just happens to be an absolute monster. His brothers, both 5'9", 180-pound dudes, you know, normal-sized dudes, and he's an absolute... And not only that, 21, uh, the humility is there, well-spoken, but at the same time, like, I honestly wanted to hear him answer that question of how do you want to remember? Because just before that, he said, I want to be known as the fucking strongest guy in the world. Like, you yeah. know, and and to be the person he wants to be, you need yeah. that confidence. You, I, you need to be the person to say, I want to be known as the fucking strongest person. I in the love world. His, his, uh, his personality when he said Pavlov's like, you know, I'll see you at the world, see you the next meeting. He's like, fucking right, you will. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to bring it. But if you ain't competing against the best, you won't be the best. Yeah. Like, And that's what he said. That day he already knew he won. Did it take something off his lips, knowing that he already won that thing, right? So if you got somebody, and, and maybe that person isn't going to out-total you, but if they, maybe that day they're going to out-dead you, right? And well, you're like, no, not today. Fuck exactly. that. Yeah, 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 you know, that little bit more. And that's just build the total that... Like him staying in the juniors, I, I, some of these people that jump out of the juniors, you know, and like you said, they can still hold the junior records and stuff. But not the titles. But not the titles and stuff, right? So to me, I kind of wonder, you know, is it worth it? Is it okay? I was 18 years old and I won the Open. Yeah, that's a fucking great thing. But you could have set a junior record that may not be touched for 20 years. You mean by winning so many titles? Yeah, like you, yeah. you may do something in there that's going to set it for 20 years. Like, like if you, well, because he could set junior records yeah. in the Open. But you mean, like, in terms of, oh, he went th three wins in a row yeah. or whatever the shit. Like, create a dynasty, basically. Well, the big thing is, like, um, if he wants to build hype in terms of moving it to Strongman, he could, if you go in the open, that's where everybody watches is the open. So yeah. what he might want to do is... I'm not going to say every, some, people don't watch the juniors, because I'm telling you what. I, they will. I watched a lot of the juniors this year because there were some in there that fucking... It's hype on him, yeah. yeah. But what I would say is, let's say he wins juniors again next year. In his last year before it, when he's like, I'm not going to powerlift anymore, I'm about to transition, if he just stepped on the stage in the open, and because everybody wants to say, see Rage, as or whatever, do battle, if he's in the mix, before he leaves at least, imagine, let's say, one year into the open, he's like, fucking, I'm going to step on that stage. Well, he breaks a thousand kilo. He's everybody will remember. Yeah. Not just that. He takes that thousand kilo. And think about it. He's, he's what, fucking 50 kilo off it or something? Like no, 30. 30 kilo he's off. He's right there. He'll, he'll probably take a thousand kilo this year. This year, you know? Yeah. So, and the thing is... He'll be the first junior to ever do that. And, but, ever. No, and how long is it going to be before that goes away? Yeah. You know, but when he gets... Everyone remembers the first, though. Right. But when he gets in there and he goes against these other 120s and he's in the thousand kilo, like... That's fucking, dude. It, he's putting people in a place where they have a bad day. Yeah, Luke's coming out on top because because he's got that fire in him. Is that, you know, maybe they went in that day and looking at whatever for numbers, and they're like, we can fucking add ten kilos today. Let's go yeah. for this. You know what I mean? Because what does he have to lose? You yeah. know, like well, he's, he, he's yeah. a fucking kid in the open with guys that are thirty something. You know, like yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. he's in with the big boys. Yeah, no, he could definitely put some pressure on some cats. I'm glad we had him on. It is going to be really interesting to see what he ends up doing in the future. I mean, I, we we never seen somebody like a thousand kilos of juniors, like a thousand kilo in the open. There's like, three guys in the world who could do that. Natty. Three guys in the world who could do that. Natty. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's just assume we're talking that. So, uh, the, like IPF, I'm sure. Yeah. Elsewhere in the other. So in the IPF, there's three guys in the world who could do that. Um, and then now we're talking like a fucking junior might do it. 
Like, that's insane. Like, just a couple of years ago, that would not even be thought of. I mean, a thousand kilo in the open is, is, is rattling. And, there's, and on some days, we won't even have top three in the world in the open for <laughs> that. So for he's, him to do it, he's already covering ground no one's ever seen. And, you know, not to put pressure on him when he looks by, or, reads, or listens to this again or something like that, but potentially he has the potential to pull the biggest pull ever in the IPF. Yeah. Like, he's there to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And at his age... And, I mean, he's lifting with deadlift gods, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, to, to be able to, and he's got great training, you know, you can see mm. it through his progression and everything else. Mm. Like he even said, when he felt when he felt like it was getting out of control, they brought it back, Yeah. you know? How many 21-year-olds have humility no. to bring it back? They're like, 31 year olds No, yeah. they're, 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 they're going into this thing full tilt saying, fuck it, whatever happens, you know? Yeah. And, and he brought it back, and it paid off. Yeah. Yeah, he's got he's got the right people around him, and he's got, like, a, for 21, he's got the ma- maturity. Yeah. And, uh, and then he's also got that mentality where I'll fucking put my foot on your neck if I got it. Like, I want this, yeah. which you need if you're going to do this. But I would assume, given, given that he's also throwing on massive size, I think he's going to, like, he's going to need, like, he put on seven kilo this quickly. You know, I mean, he's, in terms of rounding off to that thousand kilo total, he's got a little room to put on the bench in the squat. Size really helps when it comes to squat yeah. bench. We know that. But then again, like, his, his, his stature... I picture him to look like he more like the half Thor, not the not the yeah. bigger size, for sure. Strong man, but like, he's still he can still look like he's got size. To no, no, I, I I just mean like he'll be that that, that yeah. stature of, of yeah. still athletic looking, but yeah. but yeah, not nearly. Yeah, I, I mean I can't wait to see him at fucking thirty one. But can you imagine at, at you know nineteen twenty years old you walk into the gym and you're looking around at the deadlift gods like you could come in having the shittiest day of your life and just it'll put a smile on your face yeah, like yeah. You're, you're you're around people like oh you're privileged you're gonna come in feeling like shit tired yeah. whatever else whatever you did and you got you look around you, and you and, show and, up. and you know you're putting in the yeah. fucking work it ain't yeah. gonna matter you can't walk in and go like fuck yeah. this you just don't go that day like, yeah yeah well you don't show up and feel sorry for yourself at all you got like no. you're you're incredibly privileged to be there it's crazy man. I can't believe the people he name dropped and he fucking grow. Even the guy who runs Giants Live, like this guy's got a lot of opportunity. Yeah, fuck yeah. Drop out of university, go back and finish. You can finish whenever you want. I, like I don't know when he's done doing strongman stuff. Does he even need a fucking physical education degree? Like I'm he pretty, might not. I'm pretty sure he could walk into a school and say, "I'm going to be your gym teacher." And they're going to go, <laughs> "Fuck yeah, you be they my gym teacher." They can't. Like whoever wants to remove me, remove me. Yeah. Don't call the cops. Call the army. I'm, because I'm going to be, be, like, be, be the Incredible your, Hulk. Yeah, I'm going to be your gym teacher and fucking strength coach for your fucking <laughs> sports teams. And they're like, "Yeah, okay, let's." let's <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. No, I'm glad to have him on and uh thank you for coming back sir you can be back a little more often probably not i'm gonna see you six months yeah six months (laughs) okay sounds good and i'm gonna smash some food and next we also got uh the one and only brad gibbs yeah i've been chasing him he's like that girl at the fucking dance we've been asking him to dance and he keeps looking the other way and he finally said yes you know what though so I'll say this, you know, maybe he was waiting for this. Maybe he was waiting until he won the Worlds to actually come on the show, you know? Yeah, time maybe, 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 You know, what, what are you going to talk about? Maybe, when, when I lost? Come on, man. Wait till yeah. I got something good. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe, maybe he didn't want to come on here and say, yeah. well, what, make excuses why he got second. Exactly. He'd sooner come on here and say, this is how I won the Worlds. Exactly. Now I'm ready. Yeah. Now it's good. Who the yeah. fuck wants to talk about second place? And now he's got a whole shitload to talk about. 830 kilo total, 830.5, excuse me. Uh, heaviest man yeah, ever to do a 10 time body weight. And uh, looks like fucking 83 kilo god right now. I mean, I don't see anybody really. When he's on, like he's that he's that big hitter. When he's on, he's phenomenal. But he can have a bad day. And I mean, the the, the questions asked is in the other events. Like he's always been one of the humble ones. I mean, like when when a hack beat him, 
you know, he, he put a long post on there about fucking hats off to him. He had a better yeah. day. He didn't have an execution day, but he didn't make excuses. There was yeah. no excuses. Belarus, he didn't make excuses. And yeah. on he was his, sick of shit. I was just going to say, on his behalf, I met him. On his behalf right I know you do, remember you telling me that he was sick as fuck, but I didn't see nothing on there. I remember him saying something. He didn't say damn thing. I remember him saying I'm not feeling real well. So but I, I said it for him. I seen him beforehand. I was going to shake his hand. He's like, hey, you shouldn't shake my hand. I'm, I'm really sick. I looked at him. I was like, holy shit. He, you, could, you know when someone's visibly sick as shit. And I was like... Well, I mean, you could still win. He's like, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, I'm, I'm going. I'm, we're, we're. And, and, dude, I remember watching him. Like, I've always, I've been a Kings fan. I've always been watching him, watching through his training and stuff like that. And I remember we had that minor quad tear. I'm like, motherfucker, not again. Yeah, I'm like this so close out, not again, yeah. not something else again. And then when he yeah. came back from that, but you know, I won't be here for this one. I just say, damn, hats off. That nine for nine was fucking beautiful. Yeah. Like that. No, was, that was a super meet. And and, and, and chasing. It was the thing I think that was most impressive with the whole thing was the last deadlift when he walked out and just smiled at the fucking crowd because he knew he had it. Yeah. Like it wasn't just he had the win. He, he had smashed the, He had the lift too. And yeah. he walked out and I just remember like Brett's always that on point, so serious fucking, you know, and then he walked out and he just smiled at the crowd. It looked like he was having fun on yeah. his win. Yeah, know, yeah, Which yeah. was nice. Yeah, he smashed that last deadlift too. He, has, he had so much left in the tank. Um, I had seen him, he, he deadlifted six Forty for a pause, oh, pause single, and um, when when Russell hit six forty and then had missed his last one, it's like oh shit, Brett's got a lot more to tank when it comes to deads. I think he realized the battle has now been won already. Now he's just adding towards that ten kilo or sorry ten times body weight, you know, historic moment. Yeah. And judging by his training, fuck man. Sometimes like I think previously. Um, he, cause he's always in a battle. He's always in a hype showdown. I think previously he peaked in the gym or showed up sick or something like that happened. This time he stayed in the pocket with all of his RPEs, did not peak in the gym. <laughs> and you know what's funny though? We say it, he's, he's always in a hype shit. Who hypes him? Cause it's, it's, you know what I mean? It's not like Brett's on there calling out John Hacker, no. calling out Ori. It's no. people like us who, who build that. But so we've said it before. Sports need rivalry. We You know what? Thank you to him for not yeah. just calling us a bunch of assholes for yeah. throwing hey, in the rivalries. He's off a little bit. Yeah. yeah I mean, there's people um, who like when we we start hyping them and they're like, man, like I appreciate, but can't come on right now and talk because this is getting. You know, I gotta stay in the pocket and just yeah. kind of stay low key. And and they'll we'll, we'll talk after the worlds in terms of. And I respect that too because. I mean, man, it's a lot of pressure. Like these, these fellows will tell you, some of these guys have businesses attached to it, and it's a lot of pressure. But we got to apply this pressure. We got to make those, when I make those like almost fight posts over shows, Ulan, Russell Orhe, and Brett Gibbs, and I say like, revenge, rise, repeat, or whatever the shit. Like a fight post saying three stories, three men, one, one shot at the yeah. title. And it, but, but I know it's pressure. I know it's hard. But we need this for the sport, right? You know, the Battle of the 63. Well, so I, I don't remember who it was. Somebody recently posted it. I can't remember who it was. They talked about that. I, I, don't, I think it was Taylor that posted it. And he says that about um, that how much this sport needs it. And, and a lot of people will refer always back to the Hack and, hack and Brett Gibbs because yeah. at that, in that, um, that world, it was the most televised or most watched yeah. event because, but leading into that, there was so much hype. And I yeah. mean, like, not that we take credit for it, but there was a lot of other people, IPF, whatever else. A lot but, of us. But we, we put a lot of stuff in. into that to we jump all into it. It's like everyone kind of, it's like, it's we're all this year we all said, let's do this. this is, let's hype this one. This, so that, there was there. And then, I mean, like this year, the hype was on the 63 ladies. Mm -hmm. Like there was, there was a lot of hype on that there coming in. It lived up. And the 105 men. The 105 men, right? And so, it lived up like a motherfucker. So when you look at these, we try to see some of those robberies and build on it. Um, 
it truly is the sport. And if people don't do it, it's it's yeah. gonna suck. Like yeah. because it's it's like the commentary or the rivalries for these. Love the sport. Watch it with the sound off. Yeah. You know, and it's guys lifting weights. So it's guys lifting weights in the gym, and if, without knowing the totals, without knowing the things or what they're going for, whatever else. If you watch it, like you can watch a lot of sports games with the sound off and be enjoyable, like yeah. powerlifting, without the commentary. It's exercise. Rivalries. It's watching people exercise. And and how many can you watch in a day? Like you're yeah. watching this, and it's it's the one thing about the IPF. The only thing I'll say is they really need to. I think they need to get a hold of the uh, qualifying totals for this for different like I mean they want as many countries involved in po as possible mm -hmm. but then totals are getting so far up, fucking out of there like the, 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 the standaways and the yeah. lower end of that it's, would, so it's, it's, it's just not they, or or because there's a lot of background to that too because every single person um, buys like the entry fee hotels and everything and the money generated the more people there the more money generated and then like the amount of money when we talk about the stream the amount of money that they, because that's a full, like a real TV broadcast. Yeah. You, not like um, US Open when it's one camera, no commentary, no scorecard, and you're just watching a guy come up, lift, guy come up, lift. You're kind of like, it's okay, but I'm not sure what I'm watching. They dump, like that TV produce, production team, like it's fucking like high quality. It's a huge budget. Um, and and uh, so there's background where like there's budgets that they need. So I don't know all the logistics of it, but it is, it's... Uh, you know, it's it's, it's, it's like anything else. We don't really know where the money goes, but I just look at it as you know, you're pushing on three hundred thousand members at a hundred some dollars or whatever a fucking membership. Mm -hmm. Well, no, so they get they get that membership goes to the nationals. Uh, the, when when they like you buy a national team that doesn't go to IBF work the IBF. So they get theirs on the world championships in terms of when you sign up. So that's when they'll collect it. So that's why they're like, you want us to cut our, our money we're coming in. I, I don't know exactly how much they need. It's not an easy answer. Because those events when you're there are fucking huge. And then not only that, everyone who's in the IPF, they pay. Like, they'll fly as part of the meeting. They'll fly me to fucking Europe, put me in a hotel, feed me every single day. Um, and they'll, like, like, everybody. And there's so many fucking people there. Um, I don't know. I would never want to take on that budget and try to do one of those events. It'd be stressful as fuck. But it, I'm sure if they said to the person doing that event, so Mike Armstrong did Calgary, um, his budget is the people he brings in. He uh, can work with how much entry fees and all the bullshit and all the hotel and all that. If they said, we're going to cap you, you would probably get a push back being like, hey, man, you know how fucking hard this is? Don't cap me, <laughs> right? It'll be like, let me try to break even or make, you know what, this is going to take a year of my life. I might want to make a little money. Because fucking this is I'm putting like a stress city. I don't know. I mean, it'd be tough. But you think about it like, okay, so it, there's a lot of things that go into it. And, and it's not like we do know all the knowledge to it and stuff. But there's other things that they take their money from, though, is that it costs a lot of fucking money to put your name in a fucking, on a singlet. They yeah. get into the, like, you know, a pair of shoes. Like, mm -hmm. they get some fucking huge money coming in off some mm -hmm. of this stuff. So without seeing the whole thing, it's like anything else, man. You don't know. But it yeah. just seems to me sometimes when I look at the, the amount of money that's coming in and then each meet... Each well, thing you're so paying into, like, there's, there's... There's there's meets like the IPF Classic as well that are huge, but there's other meets that aren't nearly as, as popular, much smaller, and they still got to have the same TV production team show up. Like, I'm not even a part of. And um, you're like, you can't be making much streaming and much whatever, but they're trying to keep the production and level high, so you'll take tons of money here, probably take a bath there, 
but you're trying to, you know, it's one of those deals, man. I don't know. It, it'd, be, it'd be tough to, because you, because if you look well, at the I see, I see you sure that, the, so for Calgary, the, the top athletes were getting money back this year. Yeah. So. Because it's not for profit. They'll do stuff like that. Like that. that's, a, I think, the U.S. And also some stuff is nation by nation. Um, some stuff is, uh, so we, we sometimes mix it all together when it's not all together too. So, and also like sponsors like SBD now are starting to step in and be like, Hey, uh, I think they did this for the U S team. Every one of you guys is flying out. Every one of you guys get a hotel on us. Cause it would suck to have like the best lifter in the world coming out of us. And, but I can't afford to go to Sweden. So I'm not going to go. And uh, hats off to SBD for being like, no, you're going. We're paying. Well, it's, it's. You know, a lot of these people still work in nine to fives, whatever else. So they're doing this because, I mean, let's face it, it, it doesn't fucking pay. So it, it's finding those sponsors throughout every country that are going to start doing it. I mean, like, you look at when MMA first started, it was fucking Condom Depot. I was about to say Condom Depot. Condom Depot down the road that did it. And, and it's, I'm wondering if, if IPF, like, that's the problem with the IPF right now. Like, it's, it's pretty stingy, like, on what we wear mm. and what we do, but... You told me that as long as they have that singlet, they can't throw some sponsors on there. Well, if you're going to bring UFC into it, they do the same. They do the same. They're like, hey, you want, you want your shorts? You want sponsors on those shorts? We approve them. We, we dip our beak. It's true. Like, it but, is. But, but, they, but they took it away because UFC is all Reebok now. Well, so, so, so I, I think that's going to die. But even before Reebok, they still were like, all your sponsors, we got to talk about. You can't just, um, even like... Uh, like a lot of federations, I don't um, know, man. I don't know what they put on there because I don't think there was much on the on the what they couldn't put on there, like discriminatory. Because there was some fuck, man. I remember seeing some of them and just burst out laughing when I seen it. Like, the, yeah, like, but they'll so still, they'll still, because I remember guys before Reebok, there was still issues with sponsors as well. And I think you let's see, yeah, because if you, if for instance, if you took a if you took a sponsor that was so UFC's one sponsor is it Bud Light or Coors Light? Forget which one. But if someone came in there with a with a competition, Brock. Yeah, well, well, he got in huge shit for talking from his mouth. But let's say a company approached you, like for instance, Monsters or sponsor. Let's say a Rockstar approached you, they'd be like, no, you can't have Rockstar in there because Monsters one of our sponsors. And so there's always going to be stuff like that. And it is like, it's it's more difficult to run fucking these things. Yeah, I just I just look at it as some of these people that you know have okay, so they they fucking need money, man. It's it's money to stay in this game and keep mm -hmm. going, right? And to train to be the full potential of what they're going to be. Like, the Olympic, you know, look at Olympic lifters. Like, there are people that are in the Olympics, they get a lot of sponsors. You know, the local mm -hmm. fucking Ford dealership where they live. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a lot of people that will sponsor them to get to where they're at. And then being able to walk out there and train fully. And, and maybe they put a tag on there. And maybe that person's not paying them. But maybe they gave them an apartment above a fucking place they own. Or maybe they... I it's don't know little, they can, it's they can't step onto the platform with those sponsors. They could do it outside of. Same thing with IPF. It's but common. that's what I'm saying, is that mm -hmm. they never used to have to worry about that. Or, like, UFC didn't have to worry about that. A lot of them had, I mean, they were tagged fucking bottom, top to but bottom. Like, the Olympics, they did. Like, you couldn't, if you're an Olympic athlete and you got sponsored, you can't walk onto the platform. But the Olympics, have, the Olympics have been around forever. And the thing is, like, these people were sponsored because they lived in a local town or whatever yeah, else. Yeah, like, yeah. There was a difference because they were the fucking god of the town. Like, when you're in the yeah. Olympics, like, it's... I mean, even the guys on Wheaties boxes and shit... Or, and people, like, when you, like, I remember going in, like, a, it was the fight, I think the gymnast, 
The U.S. gym is seen as massive in the U.S. They have like full-size cutouts at grocery stores. Uh, like these are household names. But those girls can't walk out on NBC with their sponsors on them because NBC didn't make those deals and the Olympics isn't making those deals. So they'll be like, with all due respect, you can do all the commercials you want and do all that. But when you come onto our platform, we have it set a certain way. We have our own sponsors. We're going to take care of them because the reason why we're here is because of them. So especially with powerlifting, the only people at this point sponsoring our powerlifting apparel or equipment or whatever, uh, soon hopefully it gets more mainstream or like fucking Pepsi starts. Like when that happens, huge money. Yeah, so when you look at those other things, but hopefully IPF is going to be one of the first to do it because we're seeing, what you're seeing now is the change. Like, get into like uh, the US Open, right? I mean, they're walking out on whatever fucking sponsorship they want, whatever shirt they're wanting to wear, whatever they're doing when they walk out on there, and those athletes- A lot are, of things are different with that. I know, but then you also look at what Australia just did with theirs. What do they do? They kind of, they, there's no, no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. no required stuff. If you got a fucking belt, you go over the belt. You got a singlet, you go over the singlet. Like it's mm -hmm. not, it does not have to be SBD tight and mm -hmm. fucking whatever else, right? So yeah, I mean, and they yeah they they jigged a whole lot of things. Their weight classes are entirely different. Yep. Um, I think uh, what else did they change? Weight classes different. Oh, masters, it's forty to 45, 45 to fifty. Because the difference between a forty year old and a forty nine year old can be fucking night and day. So they chopped that up, which is which is fair play. It'll be tough though. I think the IPF world is already crazy big, so if you start making even more weight classes, things can get really convoluted, so it's tough, but for them, they're not as nowhere near as big as IPF, so they can do that, because it brings in more lifters, so it's kind of like, you know, different sizes and stuff. Uh, what else they do? They got a couple things different. I think they're a well, part... It seems like a lot more piss testing. Are they more piss tested? It seems like it because it's like I was I was watching, it seems like they're getting piss tested fucking on the regular, man. It So... It, seems like is like one of those things right you need numbers so is it a, at least 10 percent or is it 15 percent like because i think the ipf mandate i might be wrong i think it's 10 percent yeah i see or is it every so, somebody, somebody who's close like we'd have somebody from australia that's close to it it seems to me it seems like liz craven craven is close to this whole thing like with that that's going on because i know when it first happened she was posting a lot about it i could be wrong but it seems like she's right on with what's going on down there with that but um, I don't know all their stuff, to tell you the truth. It's still pretty fresh and new, and it's a lot to take in. It is, because now so what's, what's curious to me is, I mean, you're having that conversation today with, with Brad, is, is I noticed he posted about it, is that I don't know if New Zealand's leaning in towards what Australia's doing, or they're mm. going to say in the IPF. Well, like, it looked if, like there was a vote recently or if something. New Zealand, if New Zealand leaves, uh, there'll be a new New Zealand body, for, just like there's a new Australian body for IPF. So he could still... Um, Brent or anybody could still do their thing in the IPF, but they would have two options. But um, like there's fucking there's crazy more options out there. Like there's so many feds. Feds. Yeah. It's just another fed. But like to get IOC recognition or to get like certain, it's easier when we're all under one. But shit happens, man. This is the way it goes. This is every sport. Like this is you know it, nothing lasts forever in yeah. terms of a, a happy marriage sometimes. So it's easier when we're all under one. But it doesn't always, yeah. But anyways, all right. Good discussion, sir. Yeah. Until next time. Next time.